Welcome to the Higher Love Podcast, where I make understanding the spiritual world easy. If you are wanting to connect with your most authentic self, unlock your greatest purpose, and learn unconditional self-love, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Chatel Krentz, self-made entrepreneur, psychic medium, self-love coach, and cat mom to my orange kitty, Winston. As your personal self-love coach, I am dedicated to help you understand how to use the spiritual world to your advantage, enhance your daily life, and raise your vibration to the highest heights. This is a space for you to acknowledge how to become the boss of your life and start loving every ounce of your days. Thank you for tuning in with me today as this new journey begins. Hey loves, welcome back to the Higher Love Podcast. I am so happy that you're here. So I did not release an episode this Sunday and it honestly made me really sad. I had some lemons in my life and I had to make lemonade and let me tell you, I did. (laughs) When I went to go record for this week, well actually it was last week, I couldn't record. I couldn't hear anything. I was getting like the volume up and stuff, like everything was connected properly, but I genuinely like could not hear what was coming out of my computer or my headphones. And I was freaking out. I was like, oh my God, like what am I supposed to do with these lemons? (laughs) So for days and days and days, literally all week, I was freaking out and I was thinking about different ways that I could record and I was downloading other things. And I really just took it as like a challenge and I decided to just say, all right, The universe obviously wants to see how serious I am about recording, so let me try to see if I can figure this out. So I took a couple of days to, like I was messing with it for days, but then I also took a couple of days to like think about it because I was like, okay, I need to figure out what I'm going to do in order for me to get back on track with this. And it was definitely stressful, but I'm trying to go towards my problems at a different way than I used to in the past. I used to just like completely freak out and just like hyperventilate and be like, oh my God, and just act like a complete victim. And this time around, I'm just trying to say, all right, I have a problem. Now, how do I solve it? So instead of like freaking out and crying and just acting like a victim, I decided to figure it out. And that's what I did. So I was brainstorming and Googling and I took a couple of days away from it because it was really driving me nuts. And then I realized that my mic settings wasn't corrected. So I was like, okay, let me just do this. And then it worked. And now I'm here recording with you again. And I'm so happy to be here because man, oh man, was that stressful. So um, if you are going through something that's stressful, just know that you can't do anything about it. And I think this is something that really bothered me in the past. I felt like since I couldn't do anything about it, I wanted to in return kind of like freak out and kind of just like, I don't know, put drama where there was an absence of control. And I definitely think that's like a response that a lot of us go through, like where we can't have control, we put drama because we're lacking control. So we just want to like create some type of wave. And it's, it's been interesting since I haven't been doing that. I have just been really deciding to 
take a step back, take a deep breath and say, okay, I can't do anything about this now. So let me step away from it. And I've been able to get through things a lot more calm and a lot easier. And it's been nice. So if you are someone who responds in a very chaotic and dramatic way, like me, I used to, work on your response because that's really the only thing that you can control is the way that you respond. You're not going to be able to control what's happening, clearly. And being dramatic and crazy about it is only going to make it worse. So try to take a deep breath and look at the whole picture and then get back to it when you're in a state of mind that you can actually think more clearly. That's what I did and it definitely helped. (laughs) And like working at things differently and responding to things differently is hard. It's definitely not something that you can just wake up one day and do. You have to like really work at it. But the more you work at it, the easier it will be and the better you will become. So what I had planned for last week, I am now going to do this week. I hoped you missed me. (laughs) I'm only going to release it a couple of days early. However, I hope you missed me. I definitely missed self-love Sunday. I was like, what the heck? (laughs) But we're back on track, baby. We're good. When the universe gives you a lesson, you just have to be the one that controls it and figures it out in a calming manner. And that's what I did. I'm a little proud of myself for how I handled this situation. Anyway, so my topic that I wanted to talk about today is breaking generational trauma. This is something that I'm going through and it's kind of been a bit of a highlight of my life. And I definitely recognize that when you are the person that is breaking generational trauma, it can be hard. I mean, hard. It's a lonely place. You feel very isolated. It's confusing. There's so many things about this space that you're just so unsure of. Should I be doing this? Should I not be doing that? So many different things. And I want to just bring this to be a comfortable conversation to have with you. So if you are the someone that is breaking the generational trauma, you don't have to feel alone or like you are doing anything wrong in your family or anything like that. I am the person in my life, in my family, that is breaking generational trauma. And it's frustrating in so many different ways, but I know it needs to be done. And I also know that there's people in my family that are not breaking generational trauma and it's sad to me and I think that it's frustrating that they are continuing it, but I cannot do anything about that. So I just have to focus on me and my future. What does it mean to break a generational trauma? You can also say like generational curses. That's another way to say it. However, I don't feel like I necessarily have curses in my family. I just feel like I have trauma in my family. So that's why I labeled the situation with my own family as generational trauma. But if you're going through a scenario with your family where like there's a lot of alcoholics or a lot of drug addicts, uh, people will call something like that a generational trauma. I mean, generational curse, I mean to say a generational curse. But for me, It's just there's been a lot of trauma in my household, in my downline. So I just wanted to kind of talk about where where I'm going with my changing 
and hopefully it can help with you too. And so trauma, we think only affects us, right? Like, oh, you have trauma, so it affects you. It's not going to affect me. Or maybe your mom thinks that because she had generational trauma, it doesn't affect her daughter. And it actually does. It's proven by multiple studies through biologists and psychologists that DNA has trauma in it. So you carry your trauma through your DNA. So if your grandmother or your great-grandmother experienced some type of intense trauma, it can actually be trickled down to their daughter and then their granddaughter and then their great-granddaughter and et cetera, et cetera, or son. goes either way. And this is, I find this to be very interesting because a lot of us feel like trauma only affects the individual and it, it's, it's actually not true. So there's actually more reason for us to get a, get a grip on our trauma, to get a grip on the way that we are treating our families. It is so much more of a reason to really take control and to take charge of how we are running our family dynamics here. So when you are the person that is breaking generational traumas, what does that look like? That looks like a lot of confrontation. That looks like a lot of people telling you that never happened. A lot of invalidating feelings, telling you that maybe you're making that up or telling you that you're remembering wrong. And this all happened to me when pretty much my whole life, actually, I have been kind of beating to my own drum and I never really wanted to go with the way that my family wanted our family dynamic to be. I always wanted to be the person that I wanted to be. I don't like to be in tight places. I don't like to have walls against me. I want free movement and free movement to be who I am. I am a very different person and I'm very proud of that. I know that my personality is unique and I am very carefree and I don't care. I like to be that way. But when you have a parent in your life that cares deeply about what other people think and sees their children as an extension of him, it can cause problems when you have a a free-spirited child such as me because that's going to definitely be like, oh no, you can't do that. Oh no, you can't do that because, oh my gosh, that's embarrassing. And all of these things I have experienced and for the longest time, I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was super confused because I just wanted to be me. I just wanted to be who I was. This type of conflict really began when I was a teenager. Of course, I wanted to utilize my own voice. I wasn't a little kid anymore. I could use this voice that I have. And I do. I have a very powerful voice and I'm very aware of that and I and I enjoy using it. I'm not even going to lie. So when I was a teenager, I decided to stand up for myself in scenarios that I never had before and stand against a parent that they didn't necessarily like. And in return of, instead of trying to see where I was coming from, trying to get down with me and 
talk about what was happening inside my world, this parent decided to start rumors and look at other family members and tell them how crazy I was being. And I have a very big family. So for me, this was a very big deal. I mean, I'm talking about like when we go to Christmas, there's like over 100 people every single year at my at my family Christmas party. And yes, weddings are crazy. <laughs> and like, so this is this was a big deal. Not that it wouldn't be a big deal if you had a, a smaller family. It was just a lot of people. And so I started to get these messages and comments saying about how I was such a crazy child and how I was disrespecting my father and how I was not being very kind to him and how dare I act the way that I was acting. I'm a 17 year old child. I should not be disrespecting my, my dad the way that I am. And I was fairly confused because I'm like, no, I'm just trying to be me. I'm not disrespecting him. I'm not a disrespectful person. I just, I, he just won't allow me to be the person that I want to be. And if we flash back to even further back in time, I started to hear stories about how my dad grew up and about how he, and this isn't any, anything factual. This is just what I've heard, but how his parents weren't really the best to him and how he had to grow up very fast and how he didn't have parental parents in his life and yada 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 and how he didn't have a mother figure he didn't have a father figure they were there but they weren't there they were there but they weren't they were not very nice to him but and then sometimes they were to give him what he wanted and like it was just such a mess in that way it was such a mess in the way that it was very hard for him to grow up So I'm thinking that in return, he decided to be extra controlling in his, in his way, the way that he knew how to be. And he wanted to control every single aspect of his life. So then he would never feel that pain that he felt in his childhood again. So in return, he took it out on his kids, which that's me. So going back to when I was 17, moving forward from when I was 17, we were talking my family was saying these nasty things about me like I mentioned before and I just didn't understand what was happening so this brings me back to my next point you will most likely separate from your family because you will see you will see that they are allowing trauma in their life that you don't want to stand for anymore and that's what actually happened to me I did away from my family for like two, three years, I moved away like about, about 45 minutes away from them. And I didn't talk to anybody for the longest time. I didn't really go to anything for the longest time. Um, even though my family, my family on that side is very close and I didn't want anything to do with that because I could not believe that my family was looking at him, believing in him without even getting any, any type of story on my side. And it broke my heart. I was so confused, but this is what happens, I believe, when you are the person who's breaking generational trauma. That parent that caused the trauma is going to make you look like you're a bad 
parent or a bad child because God forbid they would ever admit that they actually had trauma in their life that they caused you I don't even know what would happen. There would probably be pigs being flying, in my case scenario anyway. And I, pigs aren't going to fly anytime soon. So a, my parent actually admitting that he caused trauma in my life, I, it's, it's not going to happen. And that's okay. But I just, I slowly waited. Instead of retaliating, and I'm, I think about being 18 and 19, watching all of this happen and watching my family talk all this crap about me saying that I was a terrible child. I'm a rebel child. I am just all these crazy things. I'm, I'm crazy. I'm do, I'm uh, disrespectful. I don't have any boundaries, all this stuff. And it was, I think about how I reacted in that time. And I just, I, there was nothing I could do. I ran away and I just let it diffuse. And I always thought to myself, the tables will turn. I know the tables will turn. And eventually they did. For me anyway, they did. They turned. Five, six, maybe even like eight years later. I can't remember how long it was. But I now have family members coming up to me and saying, wow, what is wrong with, what is wrong with your dad? What is going on with him? And they're coming to me because I'm not dealing with the trauma anymore. They're coming to me because they're now seeing, wow, maybe it wasn't her as a child. Maybe it was she was trying to get away from that trauma, and it just caused a lot of friction. And that is what it is. It's sad, but it is what it is. And a lot of parents, when you do decide to, to break a generational trauma, they're not going to hold responsibility. And that is heartbreaking. And there probably will always be some type of void with inside of yourself wishing that they had taken responsibility because who wants to hear that their parent doesn't want to take responsibility for something that they put you through? It sucks. It fucking sucks. I'm not going to lie. And I am here to feel with you that that sucks, that never getting that feeling of responsibility from your parent, having a parent look back at you and say that, oh, you know what? That did, that never happened. You're making that up for attention or whatever it may be. Or your memory is skewed. That fucking sucks. And there's no easy way to get around that. There is no easy way to say that having your feelings invalidated by the one person who caused you the pain it's never going to be okay. However, I don't want you to make it okay. I used to think that letting go trauma made it okay. And I'm learning now that it's not making it okay. However, I am just putting it on the back burner. I'm putting it in the trunk of my emotional vehicle Instead of letting it be in the passenger seat. Because I most likely don't need to have that on standby 24-7. I don't need to have that in my back pocket. And when I do have it in my back pocket, when I have it in my passenger seat of my emotional vehicle, I am allowing it to control me. It's telling me where to steer. It's my secondary driver. 
It's telling me what to react to, what not to react to. I don't want it to do that anymore. That's exhausting. I've lived in that place. I've lived there. It's exhausting. So I decided I'm going to just put it in the trunk. I'll keep that memory. You don't, you're never going to forget. I'll keep it, but I'll store it somewhere where I can utilize it at a rainy day or whatever it may be. When I decided that I was no longer going to accept this trauma in my life, I was actually fairly young. I would say probably like 12. Like I was, I was young. I could at a very young age recognize that things weren't normal. And I, I was definitely able to recognize that through other parent relationships. So my friend relationships and like the way that my friend's dads treated them, I was quickly able to recognize that what I was doing and how my family dynamic was living was not normal. And I'm grateful for being able to see that I wasn't normal, but I also knew that I needed to be the one that was going to make the change because nobody else was doing anything different besides trying to run away from it. And I was like, well, I don't want to run away from it. Like I want to, I want to solve it. I always been the type of person that's like, I will tackle my demons before I run away from it. So like, if I'm afraid of heights, I'm going to go on top of that building and I'm going to resolve my being afraid of heights. And it's just part of my personality, truly. It's just a part of who I am. So I really wanted to tackle this. I wanted to get after what was happening with inside of me and my family. And I didn't want to allow this to be something that I let rip me apart. I put myself into therapy at 17 because I knew there was something wrong. And I've just always been highly self-aware in that way, I suppose. And if you're listening to this, thinking to yourself, I am that person that wants to stop the generational curses, I'm going to tell you it's going to be a hard fucking road. (laughs) It's not going to be easy. This has been crazy for me. And it makes so much sense why I have gone through what I have gone through. And I didn't realize that I was going through this that I was the person who was breaking generational curses until this weekend. So if you are someone who is no longer accepting how that parent or even a sibling is just treating through or an aunt and an uncle or a grandparent, if you are deciding to no longer accept that trauma in your life and you are no longer afraid of how people are going to treat you, then you are the person that is breaking the generational trauma. And it's not an easy road. You are causing friction, confliction that you are going to have to work through. You are causing waves that you will have to work through. You can't just run away from it when you decide to be the person that's going to break the generational trauma. And it takes a tough, hard person. Let me tell you, it takes a very, very strong person to get through this. And I didn't realize that I was doing this. Until a friend actually texted me over the weekend. I was telling her about how I felt like the black sheep of the family. I've always felt like the black sheep because 
I don't care what people think about me and everybody else in my family. They highly care. Like I'm talking about like the last name. Like you don't do that because we are this. You don't do that because we are that. Like you don't do this because you're going to give us a bad name. And I didn't under, I never understood that concept. I don't care about that concept to this day. And I didn't care about it back then. (laughs) And like, it's just, if you don't like me, you don't like me. I really don't care. Like that, that's totally fine with me. I'm not going to please everybody. And I think that a lot of people feel very threatened by that because there's a, obviously a huge amount of power within not caring about what other people think. And with that being said, it's, hard to break free of knowing that your family is constantly going to be judging you because you're different from everybody else. And that's where I was struggling for the longest time. So I texted my friend over the weekend and I was telling her that I felt like the black sheep of the family and I didn't understand why, but I just knew that's how I felt. And she actually said to me that you feel like the black sheep of the family because you are the one who's breaking generational drama. And I read that text and I was like, holy shit, she's right. And that day, that evening, I was actually going to a sacred circle that one of my family members hosts. And like I shared with you, and when I was 17, my family thought that I was this huge rebel child. And as I got older and years went on, the tables turned. And now I'm being told what's wrong with that parent. What's going on with that parent? He's definitely not okay. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Like now the tables are turning. So, you know, I have not been estranged from all of my family, but just some of them. I am picking and choosing who I want in my life. So I went to the sacred circle, my cousin runs, and there was a bunch of different people there. It wasn't just my family. But I spoke on how I felt about how I felt like I was the black sheep of the family. And I said, I just want to be who I want to be. I want to be able to be Uh, creative and spiritual and live my life and I want to dance and twerk and just have fun and just be sexy I love being sexy I truly do I think it's awesome feeling sexy and I just want to be able to do what I want to do and I had all these women by my side looking at me and being like You, first of all, when you're talking about being who you want to be, you're glowing. And second of all, the reason why these other family members are looking at you the way that they are is because they are threatened by you because they know that you have a certain power to you that they could never meet. They could never match. And that threatens people. And I couldn't be more agreeing with that. I know that I threaten people. I have my entire life. I literally am like a walking ball of conflict (laughs) because I am not afraid to look at somebody in the eye and challenge them. And that's what I have done my entire life. I am not afraid to challenge you. I am not afraid to pick you apart and be like, why do you think the way that you do? 
maybe you don't know yourself as well as you do. And a part of that I understand now because I'm a psychic medium that I can see inside souls. And I mean, it just all comes in full circle. But when you have a parent, that doesn't work. When you have a parent that wants to be in such great amount of control, that doesn't work. When you have a parent that literally wants to control every single aspect of their family, that doesn't work. But you know what doesn't work for me is being under the control of someone's wing, being in a little tiny center and eyeball and being controlled by someone else. That doesn't work for me. And I could have easily said, you know what? This is my dad. I, I, he's always going to be my dad. Have you heard that before? Well, he's, he, you only get one dad. That's what I was told growing up. You only get one dad. Come on, Chattel. You only get one dad. This is the person that, you know, I'm supposed to walk you down the aisle. He's supposed to be a grandfather when you have children. Okay, but that doesn't change the fact of the trauma that he's put me through. That doesn't change the fact that when I confront him with the trauma to talk about it, he tells me that it's not true. That doesn't change that. That doesn't change the fact that people in his circle, in his family dynamic circle, they lead with him. They go by him. They don't care about what I have to say. They don't care about my side. They don't ask me about my side. They say, oh, he's right. Oh, she's the crazy child. Oh, she's disrespectful. So why in the world would I have people in like that in my life and people like that in my life, let alone my children's life? It's been hard. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it for you. It's been hard. Breaking generational trauma is creating so much conflict in your life that other people never seen before because their eyes have been closed. But let me tell you, once your eyes are open, you cannot see it any other way. I can promise you that. The people in my family, in my little circle that I thought that I could trust, they were actually coming to me, hearing my deepest, darkest feelings, and then turning around and using it against me. No, 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 honey. No. But you have to be the one that sees that. And for years, I chose not to. For literally years, I chose to see them as the trustworthy person that I knew. And once I opened my eyes, I saw it. I saw it. I saw that I was creating my own drama. I saw it. Oh, shit. I need to take you out of my life because why in the world are you using this against me and sharing my deepest darkest feelings with other people that shouldn't have been told that's that's not okay that's never gonna be okay you have to open up your eyes to see what is going on nobody else can do that for you breaking generational curses are tough trust me but it is not your job to water things that refuse to grow up. And that is the situation that I had to come to terms with, with my dad. He doesn't want to take responsibility. He does not want to be watered. 
He does absolutely not want to grow up. So I either have to accept it. I either have to accept it or remove him. And that's what I did. That's what I chose. I chose to remove him. And I actually have two very different sides of the end of the spectrums, right? So this has been the experience with my dad, but my mom, when I talked to her about things that are going on with me, and when I told her my side of my trauma and everything, she completely walked in with open arms and accepted it. She apologized. She said to me, I am so sorry that happened to you. I am so sorry I didn't listen. I am so sorry I did not hear you out. And that's when I knew that's what I want in a parent. And if that's not what I'm given, I don't want that. My mom has made mistakes. But one thing she has never done is she has never invalidated me of my feelings. And that's why I can have the relationship that I do with her. I can have open communication with her. I can talk to her with the, about the things that hurt me so badly that happened in my past. And she doesn't take... It's not that she takes full responsibility of what happened if it wasn't her, but she always says to you, I'm sorry that happened. I am so sorry that you were put in that situation because it's not like she created all my trauma. I'm not going to say that. And she doesn't need to take the responsibility for the trauma that she didn't have. But regardless of what I say, she looks at me and she says, I'm sorry. That's the situation that you went through. I never wanted that for you. And I see that I put you through that. And that's, that was never my intentions. So now I'm able to see, okay, that's the type of relationship that I'm looking for. That's the type of response that I'm looking for. And if you don't give me that response, you don't deserve to be in my life. It's just point blank. And let me tell you, you're going to have people in your family looking at you very differently. You're going to have people judge you. It's going to happen. It's inevitable. The bad coming in people's lives is inevitable. The bad coming into your life is inevitable. It's inevitable. It's inevitable that you're going to have some type of trauma in your life. But it's up to you what you want to do with it. I chose to stand up for myself at a very young age. And unfortunately... I was treated as if like I was not important enough to speak up. I was treated in a way that what I was saying didn't matter. That the way that I was talking didn't matter. That I was young. You're too small. You're too young. You don't know any better. That's not true. That didn't happen. But I stayed so fucking true to myself. I stayed so true to myself. So I believed myself so freaking hardcore for years, even after everybody was telling me that I was wrong. And look at the case scenario now. I find out that thing, that very similar things have happened to other people. Very similar things that happened to me are happening now. And it's like, hmm, <laughs> okay. So while you're telling me that I'm wrong and invalidating my emotions years later. Why is it still happening? I chose to no longer be that victim. I chose to stand up on my own two feet, break generational trauma, 
and do the research myself. See, what happened in my dad's childhood is not his fault at all. The way that he grew up is not his fault. And instead of taking responsibility to how he responds to it, he decided to run from it. And he decided to try to be an almighty, powerful human being and forever control every single thing that comes in his life because that's the only thing that he knew how to do. And he didn't want to do anything else to try to help himself. And now he's living a very hard and hateful, lonely life. And I do want to mention that is my own opinion. If you would ask him, I'm sure he would tell you something different. But the way that I see it is nobody could be happy with the type of demons that he has inside his closet. And no matter how much you dive in and you stuff those suckers down, they're still here. Unless you learn to comprehend it, digest it, and release it. That is the only way that your demons are no longer going to haunt you. He chose not to do that. He chose his own path. And unfortunately, his own path is creating him much chaos, which again is my own personal opinion. He probably does not feel like it's his own chaos, but I definitely see it that way. And I chose a different life for myself. I didn't want to live like that. I didn't want to live in such hatred. Ugh, I can't even think about it. So I'm creating a different path for myself. And it's lonely. I lost people because of different opinions. I've lost people because lies. I've lost people that are ju- just as judgmental as my dad. However... That was dead weight. That was complete dead weight. And I realized that when I was sitting in a circle of women on Saturday or Sunday, when I was sitting in a circle of women on on Sunday, and every single person looked at me and they said, I cannot imagine what type of parent would want to put their daughter through what you're going through. So as I stand on my own two feet and my own success of my own future and celebrating different things like January of 2022 being four times higher than January 2021 income wise, like how freaking exciting or walking down the aisle of my wedding twice without him. We all make choices. And we all make decisions. And my decision is to break generational trauma, to stand on my own two feet, even if it's without him on my own wedding day. You have to do what is best for you. And I would rather stand on my own two feet by myself than continuously be traumatized by someone that is supposed to be a parent. And until he can come back and until he can step step up and be the person that I need him to be, we'll be apart for a while. And that's okay. That's okay. 
if he is ever ready to come back and to start on a new leaf and to quit the drama, maybe that'll be a day where we can rebuild things. But for now, it's not happening. It's not here. So yeah, that's my story about how I'm breaking generational trauma. And if you are going through something very similar, my heart is out to you and you can do this. You don't have to accept it anymore. You can do this. You are so much stronger than you probably believe and probably feel. And I know that it hurts and I know that it's hard. I have literally have been going through it for literal years, but it gets easier. I trust me. It gets, it gets easier. And you see that these people that have been causing you the drama and the chaos are actually probably most likely not on your side. So why the hell would you want them in your life anyway? So I'm going to end this podcast with this uh, Oracle card reading. We're going to pick a card of the day and see what the universe wants to tell you. Let's see. Oh, 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 oh. A couple cards were flying, but no landed. And then one just flew out of the deck. So let's see what that card is. <gasps> oh, this is a good card. Okay. So this card is called Heaven's Door. Beautiful. So let me just describe it to you. There is a path in nature and it leads to two doors wide open and it seems to be a light is just booming out of this door. Just really booming. There's sunbeams everywhere. There are two beautiful trees and one has green leaves and one has blue leaves. There is grass between the little alleyway of the little trail in the nature and there's beautiful bushes and little colorful flowers everywhere. There's also an angel that is glowing that is showing you the way to heaven's door. And with inside of the beams, there are little orbs all over. And Heaven's Door is basically like a little message from people who have passed over. It's a little time, it's a little reminder that when you pass over, you don't just stop communicating with the physical world. And the reason why that is so important to remember is because if you have an opportunity or something that is that you've been waiting for, the universe is here to help you. And this is a reminder of that, that if you have any type of door that you have been waiting to open or to be opened for you, this is a reminder that the universe is here to help you, but you have to trust there's orbs all throughout this card and they're everywhere around that door that is waiting for you to be open and with enough patience. It's so funny the way that I started. I mean, ugh, I, I seriously, I like, I get blown away about how the universe gives us messages every time. I never, I never get used to it. I never get used to it. But the way that I started this is I told you that, you know, I was having frustrations about my podcast equipment not working. 
And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait it out and I'm going to trust the universe and I'm going to trust myself that it will get fixed. And it did. And this is what this card is saying. It wants you to trust the universe, trust your spirit guides, that they are helping you get through this gated door that you feel is closed. It's about to be open. And as long as you just let it go and release it and let the universe do what you want to do or what they got to do to help you, you're going to be in good hands, girl. You're going to be in great hands. You're going to be living life the way that you want to. But if you're, it's when you're like trying to, when you're trying to obsess and control the situation, that's when things really are not going to go your way. So heaven's door is a reminder to trust that whatever opportunity that you are wanting to get to, you will get to it very soon. Whatever opportunity that you are holding on to, as long as you trust that it will come to you, those doors will open. By the works of the universe, by the works of people who had passed over, and it's coming to you very soon. Just let it go, release, and trust your intuition when you feel like you have a message coming through. So thank you so much for listening to this to this episode today. I shared very intimate details about my personal life, so... You know, my hope is that you did enjoy that and you take it for and you are able to hear what I went through and you are able to hear how it things have affected my life and how I've responded to it to help your own life. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you come back for another self-love Sunday next Sunday. I'm going to we're all good with the equipment. So we're going to keep on chugging along here <laughs> with getting podcast episodes out. But yeah, so if you want to have a reading with me, a uh, psychic medium reading with me or host a party, whatever it may be, just go to my website, chatelpeters.com, or you can follow me on Instagram at spiritual self love uh, by Chate- or with Chatel. I think it's spiritual self love with Chatel. You can follow me over on Instagram at spiritual self love with Chatel. I've changed my Instagram name a couple of times because I'm trying to figure out what I want. I'm going to keep it at this. Um, uh, or you can find me on Facebook at Chatel Peters. So have a wonderful day. Love you guys. Mwah. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today while you connect more with your authentic self and raise your vibration. I am so excited to connect further with you and to continue to make understanding the spiritual world easy. If you liked this episode, please leave a five-star review as it helps me continue to keep sharing with you. If you would like to connect with me even further on social media, find me on Facebook or Instagram at Higher Love Index. Remember, you are amazing and right where you are supposed to be. Catch you later, love.